0: Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Hey, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of Simply Teach. Today, you are listening to episode number 75, and we're going to be talking about how you can continue growing as a teacher. So you know how we always tell our kids to have a growth mindset? We tell them that just because they don't know how to do something right now doesn't mean they never will. We encourage them that they have to keep growing, they have to keep stretching their brain. But do you tell yourself that? Yeah, part of the problem of being a teacher is that we're constantly telling our kids the best practices for doing things, but then forgetting to do them ourselves. Like all the times that I told my students, don't let what she said affect you. You know, it's not true to only go on later in the day and feel deeply hurt or really offended by a comment someone said to me. Anyways, in today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can continue growing as an educator. And I'm not just talking about a first year or a new teacher. Even teachers who've been in the classroom 10 or 15 years still need mentors and people coaching you. So that's what we're going to spend the next few minutes together talking about, how to grow, why it's so important, how you can find teachers to help you along the way. But real quick, before we dive in, I want to make sure that you head to the show notes for this week's podcast or to the website to grab my free guide on how to set up the classroom. It's a free guide that's going to walk you through how to set up your classroom in an order that ensures you have an organized classroom all year long. You can get it by heading to the simplyorganizedteacher.com setup, or like I said, it's in this week's show notes. I'll also be recording a training later on in the summer with steps that are going to be linked in that PDF and emailed out to you once it's ready. So make sure that you grab that if you are wanting to set up your classroom this year in an organized way that makes sense. All right, let's move on to the podcast. Last year, I recorded a podcast on summer professional development. We get stuck going to so many different teacher PDs during the school year and summer, and a lot of them just stink, right? They can sometimes be led by people who don't have a whole lot of experience in the classroom or just a trainer or a rep for some big company. And what a snooze, what a waste of time. One of the ways that I have grown most as an educator, or even on a personal level, is by finding a mentor, somebody just a bit ahead of me to guide me through situations and experiences that are new to me. So I want to challenge you to find someone this summer to be a teacher mentor to you. I know that may sound a little bit scary, but as one of my favorite podcasters, Susie Davis of the Dear Daughters podcast always says is that finding a mentor doesn't have to be scary. It can really be as simple as just asking somebody to coffee and asking the questions about the things you're wondering about. So before digging into why you need a teacher mentor or why we should be growing as teachers, we should probably first discuss what I mean when I'm saying a teacher mentor, because we probably all have our own definitions of what that looks like. So Google tells me that a mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor. Wikipedia says that mentorship is a relationship in which a more experienced or more knowledgeable person helps to guide a less experienced or less knowledgeable person. The mentor may be older or younger than the person being mentored, but he or she must have a certain area of expertise. So for the sake of this episode, let's go with this definition. A teacher mentor is an experienced educator that guides another teacher. Most of us had had an experience with a teacher mentor during our first year of teaching or our first year at a new campus or a new district. I've talked a ton on the podcast about my experience in the teacher fellows program at Texas State. So basically teacher fellows was a fellowship program that allowed me to earn my master's during my first year of teaching. Lots of teachers get their master's while teaching, but usually the graduate work doesn't correlate with what you're doing in the classroom. And that's not the case with the fellows program every Monday We went to class and we learned things that we would literally take into our class and implement on Tuesday. A component, though, of the program was that we got what was called an exchange teacher. This teacher was basically just a mentor. I mean, way more than a mentor. But again, let's go with that definition of what we're talking about. But we called them ETs or exchange teachers. The ET would I'm quoting here exchange her classroom with a first year teacher. It wasn't literal but the idea was that this ET would work for the Fellows program, program supporting three teachers who were in that specific district. So my ET Kristen would spend at least 3 hours a week with me in a one-on-one setting. And I shared her with two other first year teachers in the program who also happened to be on my campus. And each day our ET would come to our school and she would spend her school day rotating in and out of our classrooms. It usually worked out that I had her in my classroom one morning each week, one afternoon, and then one conference time each week. So this meant that I had access to an experienced teacher at almost all times to help me when I was struggling. I had her number. I could text her if I was having a big issue in my classroom that needed support. One day, y'all, she was in my classroom observing me during a small group lesson. I I do not remember any details of what happened other than looking up at her and just starting to cry. All the kids were all sitting right there in front of me. She immediately took over my lesson because that's what experienced teachers do. They know how to just like swoop in and do it. While I went to the workroom and cried, there was a sub teacher in there who I think she was still in college, but subbing to gain experience, whatever. I flat out told her that I didn't think she should be a teacher anymore. It was too hard. I cried for a few more minutes. I dried my tears and then I returned to my classroom. She helped me. Kristen helped me transition back into whatever it was I was doing before I left, assured me that I was in the right profession and she encouraged me. She became a friend to me and we would often spend time in the evening on the phone talking about school and life. That is what a mentor is, somebody who helps you and guides you when you are struggling. Unfortunately, hardly any teachers get access to that level of mentorship during their first year of teaching or even at all in their teaching career. A lot of teachers, though, hardly even have a good experience with any mentor they have. I surveyed my Instagram audience a while back and many teachers said they had a mentor that was nice or somewhat helpful, but because of the demands of teaching, they didn't really get access to their mentor very often. And during my fourth or fifth year, I got to be a mentor for a new teacher and I was so excited. I love helping teachers, hence the reason I have a blog and a podcast devoted to it. But again, I was so excited. And as much as I liked the other teacher that I was mentoring, as much as I was excited to help her, it wasn't really a conducive situation for quality mentorship We weren't on the same grade level. I taught her grade level a couple years before, but we weren't on the same grade level. We didn't teach on the same floor. Our schedules definitely did not match up. We didn't have the same conference time or lunch period. This meant that we would stay after school to work together. And I think a lot of people have stories that are similar to this. You had access to a mentor, but it wasn't a situation that fostered really working together or collaborating. But as teachers today, we are so lucky because we get to have access to so many great teachers all the time. We've got people, we've got access to people through Instagram and blogs. We can literally DM teachers we look up to and ask them a question and usually get an answer back. You can get mentorship and growth through online summits that cover a wide range of topics, which speaking of total teacher summit is happening July. I'm pretty sure it's 11th and 12th. Don't quote me on that. If you're on my email list, I will make sure to get the dates out there. I'm just remembering this off the top of my head, but we can get access to so many teachers, so much learning through the online world. There's conferences all over the country that we can go to. We have so many options at our fingertips to help us grow as teachers. When I started the Simply Organized Teacher, I thought I just wanted a podcast. But as it's grown over the year, I found that what I love most about this business is the relationships and the mentorship I get to have with teachers all across the country and now even the world. It's why I started selling courses and created the membership program where I can work in a much smaller setting with teachers and really help you. So typically, I think we think of mentors as someone older than us and that eventually we no longer need a mentor because we've quote unquote learned it all. And that's not always true. Yes, mentors are so important during the formative years of teaching, but I think we also need people that we can look up to throughout our whole lives, right? So why do you need a mentor? Why do you need to be investing in yourself as an educator? Again, like I said at the beginning, we teach our kids to have a growth mindset. We tell our students that they need to read to learn and grow. Those things never stop for us either. If teaching is what you truly feel called to do, then you also have to prioritize growing in your profession. And one way to do this is by finding somebody to help you, finding a mentor. As a new teacher, you'll likely need a mentor that can help you across the board with all things related to teaching. But teachers who've been teaching more than a year or two still need mentors as well. The important thing, though, is that you find a mentor that can help you with what you need help with. You want to find someone whose strength is one of your struggles. The nice thing about a mentor is that they can be just a few steps ahead of you. You don't have to find an expert on the topic that you're struggling with, just someone who is ahead of you enough to have already been where you you are, already been where you're going, and help you figure out how to work through it. Hey, teachers, I want to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor for the podcast podcast. Erin Condren. I have been a fan of their teacher planner for years. I remember the very first Erin Condren teacher planner that I saw, it was Carolyn Andrews. She's not Carolyn Andrews anymore, but that's who she was when she brought this planner to our classroom. She was a guest actually back on episode number 64 talking about social emotional learning, but her cooperating teacher gifted her this planner from Erin Condren. And it wasn't long after we, all of the girls in my teacher fellows group, we all perused through it and saw that we had to have the planner. If you don't know Erin Condren, Erin Condren is a lifestyle brand revolutionizing the world of paper planning and transforming the act of scheduling each day into celebrating each day. They've got gorgeous planners, organizational products that make life just a little bit more fun. Y'all know how fun it is to just, when things aren't going too great, just look at your planner and get some plans in place and be inspired by how pretty and simple and sleek it is. These happy products promise to truly elevate everyday life from the signature life planner that they've got, stationery, stickers, and everything in between. There's truly something for everyone. I've used their teacher planner, I've used their life planner, their petite planner folio system. I have ordered their little inserts that go in the planner. I've bought these for gifts for people. I've used their stationery. It's safe to say I drank the Kool-Aid and I know you will love them once you check them out too. You can head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash planner to check out the Erin Condor Planner as well as some of my other favorite resources from them. That's the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash planner. Now back to the show. So how do you find a mentor? Let's talk about a few different ways. Of course, you can find someone on your campus or in your district who can support you. If you work in a district that has coaches, use them. One of the former math coaches from the district I taught in, Ginger, she was back on episode number 24. She was a godsend to me. I worked with her from my first year of teaching. Like I literally think she was in my classroom probably within the first three weeks of teaching. And she was helping me until the day I left the classroom in 2018, Our relationship grew as the years went on. She was always a leader and an authority figure to me, but I worked with her so frequently and so closely that I really felt comfortable with her. I felt comfortable asking her questions that I normally wouldn't have wanted to ask for fear of looking dumb. I felt comfortable challenging her on things that the district was expecting us to do. And she was always respond to me with grace and listening ears. That's what a good mentor does. They aren't someone who has all the answers. They're just a little bit ahead of you and can help you see things a little bit differently. You can also find growth by following inspirational and motivational people on Instagram or on YouTube. Y'all know there are so many great Instagram and YouTube teachers out there. Even this podcast is a form of professional development that causes you to grow and think about things a little bit differently. You can find mentorship online when you find a teacher mentor who's an expert, or like I said earlier, even just a little bit ahead of you in that area that you need support with and invest in their communities and their courses and their memberships. Also, another really valuable thing Kristen taught me during my first year of teaching, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I know it, was that I would likely only use the resources that I invested my own money into. A lot of times teachers give you old resources if there is, you know, you walk into a classroom and there's just stuff left over from the teachers before. They end up piled in a cabinet never to be touched because you never actually invested the money into buying that resource, right? So you don't invest the time into learning it. I think the equivalent to that in 2020 is all the online freebies you get. You know what I'm talking about? Download this guide and learn how to blah, blah, blah. I cannot tell you how many free things I've downloaded that just sit in my inbox waiting for me to use. I get it. I love free just as much as the next person, but I'm a lot less likely to take action on that free thing than the thing I actually paid money for. The freebies are great. Don't get me wrong. They're great to make sure that this person is legit, to confirm that you vibe with this person or not, and to give you an idea of what kind of content it is that they even teach on. But when you invest in the programs and the systems that actually walk you through how to do these things, you're going to see so much growth. You're going to see so much change. And we're so lucky today because we have access to so many more teachers and so many more resources than even just five years ago. There are so many educators out there who have a strength in the classroom that they are now teaching outside of the classroom. So find those people whose strength is your struggle and pay them to help you get better at it. For example, if time management is something that you struggle with, then Angela Watson's 40-hour work week is a program to consider joining. If tech is a problem for you, then invest in Shana's from at Hello Teacher Lady. Invest in her templates that she sells on her TPT store and learn how to implement them in your classroom. Anytime a high school teacher comes to me asking for support with engagement or management, I immediately send them to Linda Cardamus, Teach for the Heart, because she has multiple classroom management courses that guide teachers through working on these things in their classrooms for high school teachers. And of course, if classroom organization is your area of need, then I'm here to help you. Yes, you can get lots of information on my podcast, on my blog. But when you take the time and the money to invest in the organized teacher framework course or the membership, you're getting access to me. You get access to someone who's been there, done that, can answer your questions, help you figure it out for your specific needs. And also, just before you get frustrated with me sharing that you should actually pay teachers for the help, I just want to remind you that online teacher creators spend a lot of time putting together free resources for you to consume. I'm going on almost two hours of working on this podcast episode, and I haven't even hit record yet. I mean, I guess, yes, technically now I have hit record, but when I was typing this up, I hadn't hit record. But when you invest in a teacher creator, you enable them to keep doing what they are doing. Plus you get a lot more individualized or specialized support because I'm always going to prioritize my paying clients over people that are just DMing me for help. The Organized Teacher Framework and Membership opens back up on July 1st and I'm so excited to be welcoming new teachers into this course where we're going to work through your specific needs as a classroom teacher. We're going to walk through the exact steps you need to getting that classroom organized so that you can have a successful year. If that is an area that you feel you are struggling in and you want help in, then I have something to help you. The best part of investing in these courses is that You invest in something financially one time, but you reap the benefits year after year after year. Think about it. If you take the time this summer to invest in the organized future framework, to get your plan for setting up your classroom, that is something you get to translate year after year after year. So here's the homework I'm going to give you. I never give homework, so don't get upset with me. Besides, I think this is going to be fun. I met with the ladies in my membership program last month to talk about setting goals for the upcoming school year. So I want you to think through two or three goals that you have for this upcoming school year. What do you really want? What do you want to improve on? Then try to find at least one mentor in that area. It can be a teacher in your district, a teacher down the hall, someone who teaches online and sells his or her resources to help you. Once you find out to them, reach out to them, ask them to coffee. If it's an online person, check out their website, check out their free resources. See if this is someone that you want to invest in and learn from, and then do it. Make the time and make the investment to do it and grow and learn. So what kind of growth are you going to be doing over the summer? What online PDs are you going to be joining? What teachers are you going to be reaching out to for support or membership? DM me over at the Simply Organized Teacher and let me know. And like I said, if classroom organization is something that you want to work on for this upcoming year, then make sure to download the guide on how to set up your classroom. This is going to be super helpful in setting up your classroom, but also so you can see my teaching style and decide if joining the Organized Teacher Framework is going to be the right decision for you. It might not be, and that's okay. As always, guys, I would love it if you would take a minute to leave a review over on iTunes for the Simply Teach podcast. It would really help me out as I try to get out the word about Simply Teach. I'll see you back here next week as we dive into the seven mistakes that you need to avoid when setting up your classroom. Y'all have a good week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about and access to the Simply Organized Teacher email list is all over my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at thesimplyorganizedteacher. Guys, I want to be your social media friend. I want to interact with you. So come find me. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.